NCN News. I'm Mike Riley. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo today accused Iran of meddling in Afghanistan. Iran has refused to join the regional and international consensus for peace and is, in fact, today actively working to undermine the peace process by continuing its long global efforts to support militant groups there. Thousands of Fort Bragg soldiers are at the center of the response in the Middle East following the killing of an Iranian general during a U.S. drone attack. Most of the 82nd Airborne soldiers deployed on short notice. Rihanna Ferry is married to one of those soldiers. We got to say goodbye at 2 a.m. on New Year's Day. So uh, for us, New Year's wasn't all exciting and bubbly like everyone's else. She talked to WXII News. There has been an officer-involved shooting that left a suspect dead near the North Carolina Zoo in Asheboro after a chase. Several deputies were involved, but no deputies were injured. WXII News anchor Margaret Johnson. Deputies saw a gun on a suspect and fired at that person. The suspect died at the scene. The State Bureau of Investigation is now handling the case. A New York judge has ordered jury selection to begin today in the rape case against former movie producer Harvey Weinstein. His defense attorneys have asked for delay following yesterday's announcement of similar charges against Weinstein in Los Angeles. CBS News correspondent Jerika Duncan outside the New York courthouse says jury selection is scheduled there to last at least two weeks. We want people that will listen to the instructions, listen to all the evidence, and make a decision based on that, not necessarily what they have heard over the course of over the last two years in the news. The mountains of North Carolina have a winter weather advisory in effect today, but an accumulation of mounts have been light. Ash County, Avery, and Watauga County schools were closed today. The rest of the state seeing rain. You're listening to NCN News. Some fun in store for you today, including a huge day in the National Football League. In our backyard, the Panthers owner, David Tepper, has made his first hire, according to reports this morning. Remember, he inherited Ron Rivera from Jerry Richardson. He flew to Waco, Texas yesterday. He brought GM Marty Herney and some other Panthers personnel with him. How often in your life have you taken a very lucrative job from someone within 24 hours of your first serious conversation with that person? Well, it just happened with Baylor head coach Matt Rule. He is the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. He has spent almost all of the last two decades as a college coach. You are going to hear at different end of the spectrum two things with Matt Rule being announced soon. It's not official yet, but it's happening. 
as the new head coach of your Carolina Panthers. Remember, there have only been four in the history of this franchise. Dom Capers led the expansion version of the Panthers. He lasted four years. He had a playoff trip, but he was fired after going 4-12 back in 1998. George Seifert, remember him? Great success with the Niners. None with the Panthers. He only lasted three years. No winning records. No playoffs. He bottomed out at 1-15 back in 2001. And, of course, he was fired after a relatively brief tenure. We got John Fox for nine years. Three playoff trips, including that loss to the Patriots in Super Bowl 38 after the 2003 season. When he crashed all the way to 2-14 in 2010, it was bye-bye John Fox. Ron Rivera, of course, now with Washington, also spent almost nine full seasons with the Panthers. Four playoff trips. That unforgettable 15-1 in one year in 2015 with Cam Newton as the MVP. Another trip to the Super Bowl, but it was another loss, that one to the Broncos in Super Bowl 50. He was fired after starting 5-7 and seven in what turned out to be a 5-11 and 11 debacle. After Ron Rivera left, the Panthers lost four more games to put a, a sour look on David Tepper's face. Well, he was in search mode. Last week, you know that he interviewed, among others, Mike McCarthy, former Packers coach, twice McCarthy hired by the Dallas Cowboys instead. He was supposed to talk today with Josh McDaniels of the Patriots. Josh McDaniels obviously will end up elsewhere, perhaps still with the Patriots, because did you know the New York Giants have also filled their vacancy? How many of you, and I mean even serious NFL fans, in our statewide North Carolina audience as we come at you live in almost 300 North Carolina cities and towns, how many of you, as we explore who is Matt Rule, why should you be excited or not? What are the critics going to say? What are the supporters are going to say? I can tell you what the lead will be from both of those camps. But real quickly on the Giants hire, how many of you, even if you're fairly serious in your NFL fandom, how many of you knew that there was a man named Joe Judge coaching as an assistant in the National Football League this year? I guess that it's a fairly low percentage. Well, Joe Judge is the new head coach of the New York Giants. That's how crazy this stuff can be. One day after David Tepper, Marty Herney, and a few other Panthers personnel flew to Waco, Texas to talk to Baylor coach Matt Rule, they also spent some time with his family down there, according to reports. Matt Rule leaves his $4 million a year job with the Baylor Bears of Big 12 country, where he did a great job, by the way. How's this for a turnaround? 1-11 and 11 his first year at Baylor. Remember the scandal, the rebuild and all that. 11 wins by his third year. So 1-11 and 11 in the regular season two years ago. 11-1 and one in the regular season two years later. That is an eye-popping turnaround. He did lose to Oklahoma in the Big 12 title game. He did lose to Georgia in the Sugar Bowl. So it finished 11-3 two years after that 1-11. and 11. But underlining the theme, he went from 1-8 in Big 12 conference play two years ago to 8-1 two years later. That is not easy to do anywhere. And remember, Baylor, for most of its existence in football, has been one of the doormats of the Big 12, although that was changing even prior to Matt Rule. One more thing underlining the theme. Another really tough place to win historically 
is Temple in my hometown of Philadelphia. My dad actually has a graduate degree from Temple. They are almost never good in football. And again, prior to relatively recently, Baylor was very rarely good in football. Just as Matt Rule, your new Panthers head coach, has that turnaround story over the last three years at Baylor of the Big 12, he has a turnaround story at perennial doormat Temple as well. In his first year, 2-10. and ten. By his third and fourth years with the Temple Owls, they had 10 wins each season. They have only won 10 or more games three times in the history of Temple football. And Matt Rule, after inheriting a disaster and going 2-10 and ten in his first year, 6-6 six and six his second year, and then consecutive 10-win seasons. There is no doubt, if you're willing to put aside Dabo Sweeney of Clemson, Nick Saban of Alabama, the since-retired Urban Meyer of Florida and Ohio State, if you're willing to put aside the super heavyweights of the college football coaching profession over this last decade, Matt Rule's resume, given those two turnarounds at those perennial doormats, is really close to the next best on the list. Now, at the other end of the spectrum, what are the critics going to say? They're going to say that Matt Rule just spent 20 of the last 21 years of his coaching career at the college level, and the NFL is an entirely different game. And you know, and I know, and one of the questions of the day allows for your participation. For Panthers and other NFL fans, what do you think of the Matt Rule hire, and what do you want to know about him? I know his bio very well. You can be next with your question or comment as a Panthers or NFL fan at 1-800-849-2761. Here's another question with this hiring in mind. What is your most vivid memory, good or bad, of a successful college head coach attempting the leap to NFL head coach? And I don't mean the guys who go back and forth. I mean the guys that, like Matt Rule, 21 years in the coaching profession, 20 of the 21 in college. Matt Rule actually spent four seasons with Western Carolina here in our backyard. The Catamounts, then coached by a guy named Kent Briggs, who also spent time at NC State as an assistant coach. More recently, he retired as the head coach of Cherokee High here in North Carolina, the southwestern portion of our state. Won a state championship with Cherokee High School. Coach Briggs retired last spring. He was the head coach of the Catamounts, and for four years, Matt Rule was on his staff. 20 of 21 years at the college level. That makes it a little bit more complicated, right, to just be an expert on the pro game. He had one year, Matt Rule, with the New York Giants a while ago prior to those runs at Temple and more recently Baylor. He goes from making about $4 million a year with the Baylor Bears to, according to Adam Schefter of ESPN, just within the last hour or so, it is a seven-year deal with David Tepper, base $60 million, so that's almost $9 million a year. You've doubled your annual compensation. With incentives, it could turn out to be a seven-year, $70 million deal for Matt Rule from David Tepper, who, as we often mention, is worth 12 or $13 billion with a B and is one of the most wealthy owners in the history of the NFL and in the history of North American sports, for that matter. We'll talk about Matt Rule. What do you think of this hire? What do you want to know about him? And more broadly, what is your most vivid memory, good or bad, of the successful college head coach attempting the leap to NFL head coach. There are more nightmares and failures 
then there are success stories. But there are some of both, as Matt Rule is the latest to try to make that leap. More on that story throughout today's program. We also have Matt Rule in his own words for you during the course of today's show. Tory Holt is going to drop by in about 20 minutes. The former Wolfpack superstar and Super Bowl champion with the old Rams, seven-time Pro Bowler. What does he think of a guy who has spent two decades in college football taking over at the NFL level. We all know that grown men with families don't always respond to the same messages in the same way as 18 to 22 year olds. We'll get Tory Holt's thoughts on the Panthers new hire. He and his brother and family also have a huge event this weekend here in the triangle that we can tell you about. You can learn more right now if you'd like at HoltBrothersFoundation.com This Sunday you can watch the NFL playoffs and contribute to a great cause. Just by participating you will be supporting children who have a parent with cancer tori and brother terrence's mom was diagnosed with lymphoma back when they were 10 and 6 years old she passed away 10 years later and the brothers founded their foundation in their mom's memory and vowed to help other children going through what they went through years ago tori holt will share part of that story as we talk football with him later this hour ej manuel drops by on some college football former florida state quarterback also in the nfl now with the acc network that's our number two chris Spatola will be with us on college basketball. Carolina is struggling. Duke has an injury to freshman Wendell Moore. And there are only four ACC teams that look like NCAA tournament locks as we speak in the form of Duke, Louisville, Florida State, and UVA. Some games tonight, all four of our in-state ACC teams take the court again tomorrow night. Duke goes to Georgia Tech, which, remember, just knocked off the Tar Heels in Chapel Hill. Wake hosts Florida State, probably the second-best team in the ACC right now behind the Blue Devils. Carolina hosts Pitt, trying to improve an ugly-looking 8-6 and six record. NC State, which just lost at Clemson, hosts a solid Notre Dame team that is coming off a nice win at Syracuse. We'll get into college hoops. The Canes host the Flyers tonight. I have free Canes tickets for you. If you'd like to see Friday's game against Arizona at PNC Arena, we'll have some trivia later and give away more tickets to watch a playoff-caliber Canes team on home ice. They are four games in to their seven-game homestand. I will see you at PNC tonight. I will not be there Friday night, but we can send you there if you hang around, wait for the question, and jump in with the right answer. Mark wants in on the breaking news in the NFL coaching carousel. Gary wants in as well. My questions for you include, what do you think of the Matt Rule hire? I'll give you more of my thoughts, of course. What do you want to know about him? And then in the broad picture, because this is what the skeptics are going to say, most successful college head coaches who have little to no NFL background, and that applies to Matt Rule, right? Most of the guys who try to leap to NFL head coach fail. Steve Spurrier, Nick Saban, there is a long, long list. Lou Holtz, if you want to go back in the day a little bit. What is your most vivid memory, good or bad, of the successful college head coach attempting the leap to the NFL as a head coach? And maybe you played for one or maybe you remember a story vividly. What went right or what went wrong as the Panthers hope Matt Rule of Baylor 
has all the right answers NFL style as he becomes that fifth head coach in the history of the franchise and of course the first hire in the head coaching position for owner David Tepper. Chris Spatola, EJ Manuel, Tory Holt later. Your phone calls right now. I'll give you a whole bunch more. Who is Matt Rule? Giants fans might be asking, who the heck is Joe Judge? He was the Patriots wide receivers coach this year, and he's now the head coach of the New York Giants. Josh McDaniels was supposed to be interviewed. A whole bunch of others were interviewed by the Panthers or the Giants, but both of those franchises have found their guys. It is now just the Cleveland Browns lingering out there on the coaching carousel. Washington has Ron Rivera. The Cowboys have their pick the Panthers and the Giants have theirs as well and a lot of these guys of course were interviewed by several of those with vacancies 1-800-849-2761 that's your ticket into the program three great guests later huge news to discuss in the NFL college hoops a little hurricanes prizes for you we're glad you're a part of it 1-800-849-2761 is how you can be next on the David Glenn show the head devil David Cutcliffe. You guys have a unique ability to, to just do it right. You know, all the fans are always going to defend their programs, and they should. Sometimes we all make somebody at another program mad or angry, but you guys are very fair to everybody. The David Glenn Show. NCN Sports. I'm Josh Zach. Multiple sources are reporting that the Carolina Panthers are set to hire Baylor coach Matt Rule as the team's next head coach. Who's Matt Rule and why Matt Rule? WCNC TV sports director Nick Carboni fills in those blanks. He's a guy that a lot of people think can make the transition to the NFL game. He's got experience in the NFL. He was an offensive line coach under Tom Coughlin with the New York Giants. He's a coach that players seem to really like and respect, but he's also somebody that commands a room, and I think that is a big part of why David Tepper was attracted to this candidate so much. The Panthers have yet to officially confirm rules higher. The injury bug continues to impact Duke's season. Wendell Moore Jr is the latest Blue Devil to miss time due to injury. Head coach Mike Krzyzewski spoke some about the injury during Monday's ACC coaches teleconference. It's the fourth metacarpal. We're on it right away. We think everything's going to be good, but he'll be out for a while. And he will not travel to uh, Georgia Tech. The school said Moore successfully underwent surgery Monday. He will be out indefinitely, but is expected to return this season. The Blue Devils taking on Georgia Tech tomorrow night. The Carolina Hurricanes are 5-5 five and five over their last 10 games, but they've won just two of their last seven, and they're currently riding a two-game skid. They're looking to stop the bleeding tonight when the Flyers limp into Raleigh. For the Flyers, tonight's game is... The last frame of a six-game road trip in which they've lost four of five, including the last three straight. Rod Brindamore commented on tonight's matchup with a team that the Carolina Hurricanes have played twice this season and lost to twice this season. To me, same old story. they got the same old guys that you always got to watch and can really you know, kill you. But I think they're a lot deeper now than they've been in the past and, and a lot more uh, formidable team for sure. The Hurricanes 2-2 two and two through the first four games of a seven-game homestand in Raleigh. First face-off between the Canes and Flyers at 7 tonight from PNC Arena. This is NCN Sports. One in three adults in America have pre-diabetes, but most don't know it. To let people know it can be reversed before it becomes type 2 diabetes, professional basketball player Julius Randle is doing everything in reverse. I'm only dunking with reverse windmills. I drove the whole way to practice in reverse. I don't recommend it. 
This move's called the reverse shuffle. I do recommend it. And it took me months to learn how to speak in reverse, like this. <clears throat> Here's 10 almost for diabetes type 2 with living Ben has my mind. In other words, my mom has been living with type 2 diabetes for almost 10 years. So together, we want to say to the 84 million Americans at risk, exercise and healthy eating can help reverse prediabetes. Start by taking a simple one-minute risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. <laughs> Betty can't say that in reverse. GTG, BRB, OMW, be there in a few. You may think that these kinds of texts are fine because of their length, and you can easily send them at a stoplight. But no, answering one text can take your attention away from the road for five seconds. And traveling at 55 miles an hour, that's enough time to travel the length of a football field. Make good decisions, don't text and drive. Visit stoptextstoprex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. In movies, when someone at a party jumps into a pool fully dressed, everyone cheers them on and jumps in too. Just so you know, in real life parties, nobody jumps in after you. You just look stupid. Come on, jump in. Come on. Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. I'm probably okay to have one more drink before I drive home. I'm probably okay. I open the window to stay alert. Probably okay. I just popped some gum in my mouth. Step out of the car, please. I probably made a mistake. Probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving. If you see a warning sign, stop and call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Hey, hon, what you doing with your phone? Taking pictures? No, I'm asking you questions. Like what? Hey, Bobo, do flowers have best friends? I'm sorry. I'm afraid I don't know that. Hey, follow me. I want to show you something. Look, flowers do have best friends. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. To the David Glenn Show, NC State legend Tory Holt, the Super Bowl champion and seven-time Pro Bowl selection from the Rams. Big family event this weekend. You can enjoy the NFL playoffs and the company of the Holt brothers. More on that with Tory. We'll ask him about hiring a college head coach at the NFL level. That's what David Tepper of your Panthers did earlier today. Not official yet, but Matt Rule of Baylor signing, according to Adam Schefter, or in the process of signing a seven-year deal worth at least $60 million. And with incentives, it could be worth $70 million. That is more than doubling the compensation he was making with the Baylor Bears. He turned around Temple. He turned around Baylor at the college level. It is a great body of work there over the last decade, but 20 of 21 years at the college level makes some people nervous. One of our questions of the day as we come to 
Travis in Wilmington wants to chime in on the Met rule higher. Mark is in Raleigh. Gary, Steve, and you can join us at 1-800-849-2761. Chris Patola on College Hoops later. EJ Manuel on College Football later. Tori Holt joining us on a bunch of things here shortly on the David Glenn Show. Quickly on Matt Rule as we come to Mark and Travis and you at 1-800-849-2761. How old is he? He will turn 45 later this month. Where's he from? He was born and raised in New York City. When he was a teenager, his family moved to State College, Pennsylvania, an area I know well given my roots in the Philadelphia area, home of the Penn State Nittany Lions, of course, Penn State. He played linebacker as a walk-on, didn't play much, was not a star, but was an academic all-Big Ten selection for the Nittany Lions while playing for Joe Paterno after starring for the local state college public high school and then moving on to the local university. Joe Paterno was still the head coach at that point. Piece of trivia that probably will not come up at Matt Rule's press conference as he's announced as the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. For whom did Matt Rule's dad once work? I kid you not. You can't make this stuff up. Jerry Sandusky, the disgraced former coordinator with the child molestation charges that sent him to prison. Matt Rule's dad once worked for Jerry Sandusky with that foundation that turned out to be the source of that Penn State football scandal and Jerry Sandusky going to prison. I have a feeling that will not be mentioned at at the Charlotte press conference, nor should it for that matter, but a piece of trivia worth passing along. Matt Rule went almost immediately into coaching after getting a political science degree at Penn State. He later added a master's degree, and I'll bet you David Tepper loves this, in educational psychology. Tepper, like Tom Dundon of the Carolina Hurricanes, these are high, high IQ people. We've talked to both of them. They are off the charts with their intellect. I have a feeling when David Tepper visited Matt Rule and his family in Waco, Texas yesterday, they connected on more than just the football level. So Matt Rule, master's degree in educational psychology from the University of Buffalo, where he was an assistant coach for a while. Four years for Matt Rule here in North Carolina at the at Western Carolina University. Again, he worked under the former Catamounts head coach, Kent Briggs, from 2002 through 2005. Coach Briggs was a Wolfpack assistant for a long time and a recently retired high school coach. Matt Rule is an extremely high-energy guy, if you haven't seen him. A, an extremely high-passion guy. If you want to picture him and you don't follow college football as closely, he's often unshaven and running around in sweatpants and sweatshirts. So he's low-key that way, kind of like a Tom Dundon with the Canes again. Tepper, former hedge fund manager, goes with the more professional look more often. Twenty. This is key now. This will be a huge part of the debate. 20 of Matt Rule's 21 years in coaching have come at the college level. That one exception was eight years ago when he worked with the New York Giants for a single season. That raised the question of the day. What is your most vivid memory, good or bad, of successful college head coaches attempting the leap to NFL head coach? There are more nightmares and failures than there are success stories, some of those pouring in already. Steve Spurrier, great at Florida and Duke, failure in the NFL. Nick Saban, great at Alabama, of course, but also elsewhere but 15 and 17 in two years with the Miami Dolphins, a losing record. Butch Davis, remember, he built that juggernaut 
that Larry Coker technically was the head coach when the Miami Hurricanes won the national championship. That was Butch Davis's team. Now, he had left for the Cleveland Browns, and he flopped there. Later resurfaces at Carolina, of course, still in the game at Florida International. Butch Davis was not a success in the NFL and yet had lots of success at the college level. Bobby Petrino, another example, great success for stretches at Louisville before his recent dismissal, not at all a success in the NFL for the Atlanta Falcons. Are there success stories? Of course. Depending on how old you are, you might remember Jimmy Johnson, Miami Hurricanes, Dallas Cowboys, two-time Super Bowl champion. Barry Switzer, another Jerry Jones signature event. Oklahoma head coach, jumps to the Cowboys, helps Jerry Jones get another Super Bowl. Pete Carroll, of course, of the Seahawks, came from Southern Cal. There are success stories beyond them, but there are more failures and nightmares than there are success stories, and some of the biggest names in college football's head coaching ranks have really face-planted when they tried to duplicate that success in the NFL. What does that mean for Matt Rule? We shall see. But his turnarounds at Temple and Baylor certainly deserve a lot of respect. Travis in Wilmington, North Carolina. Welcome to the David Glenn Show. Go right ahead. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. What's on your mind? What do you think of this hire? Show, man. My, big, my biggest thing was I think, it's a, I think it's a great hire. You know what I'm saying? We need a whole new look, a whole new turnaround in Carolina. You know what I'm saying? And my most vivid moment would be Chip Kelly. When, yeah. he, get, when he went to Philly. He kept saying, believe in the system, all the guys he brought in and try to install that system. And that would be my question for, for Matt is he going to throw out the playbook, bring in a whole new playbook? Because our playbook is garbage. I mean, I'm the biggest fan there is of the Panthers. I'm diehard. You got the Panther tattooed on me. The biggest fan. I'm loaded down with Carolina right now all day long. You know, but. What what's he going to do with the playbook? Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you one interesting thing about him, and I haven't seen this very often in my career. Matt Rule has a background on defense, has a background on offense, and has a background on special teams. I'm not sure I've ever seen that. I'm sure it's happened. I just can't think of another example. But if you look at his two decades, mostly, again, almost entirely at the college level, he usually a guy picks a side and stays there. Matt Rule has been a special teams coordinator, has been an offensive coordinator, has been a defensive assistant coach. So he's seen it from every angle, as the saying goes. No word yet on even who his offensive coordinator will be, much less what his playbook will look like. But I think you're asking a question that a lot of people are asking. Stephen Apex, got to know what you have on your mind as Matt Rule is in the process of being hired as the Carolina Panthers' next head coach. How you doing, Dave? Great, man. Good to hear from you. D- Dave, I don't I, I listen to everything you were just saying about the guy. Uh, and I don't know much about him. And, I'm, you know, I'm always happy for anybody to get a job. But I'm thoroughly disappointed. I think you already know where I'm headed with this. I just wish some – just me wishful thinking. But he's the only he – gets, he gets to hire who he wants to. Maybe he'll turn out to be a great coach. But uh, I just wish more minors get a look, a look, say, instead of just running through the running rules. That's, that's just my opinion. But let's just see how he turn out. That was yeah. just, just, just the thing that just kind of had me a little sad again. Yeah, I get you. Eric Bieniemy was interviewed by the Panthers, the Chiefs offensive coordinator, who's, of course, been a huge part of uh, Patrick Mahomes' success these last couple years in Kansas City. Steve was talking about the Rooney rule. Wasn't sure that a minority candidate got a fair shake. Uh Perry Fuel was actually scheduled to be interviewed by the Panthers tomorrow, another minority candidate, although he was not considered a serious candidate, given that the Panthers looked even worse 
in their 0-4 record under Perry Fuel than they looked in their 5-7 and start under that Ron Rivera guy. Uh, we'll leave that one on the back burner for now. Torrey Holt's going to join us on the other side. He was a seven-time Pro Bowl selection at the NFL level, Super Bowl 34 champion with the old St. Louis Rams. What is his opinion? of the wisdom or not of asking a guy who spent two decades in college football to become an expert on coaching NFL players. What are those biggest differences? Torrey Holt, of course, superstar at NC State, superstar for a decade plus in the NFL as well. He'll join us on the other side. He has a huge event where you and I can contribute to a great cause as well. More on what's happening this Sunday from the Holt brothers, Torrey and his brother Terrence. They're honoring their late mother with an event this Sunday at at NC State's Reynolds Coliseum, you can join their playoff party. It's their seventh annual Holt Brothers Foundation playoff party this Sunday. Watch some NFL postseason action while hanging out with cool people and raising money for a great cause. More on that story and more on Tory Holt's thoughts on the new Carolina Panthers hire. Joe Judge is in with the New York Giants as the head coach and Matt Rule becomes the fifth head coach, full-time head coach in Carolina Panthers history. E.J. Manuel and Chris Spatola on college football and college basketball later. Tory Holt on life and sports and football and the Panthers next on the David Glenn Show. I believe it is the NBA's turn in the line dance. And I don't think they can dance. I don't think they can dance as well as DG dances. And I'm only a three or a four. The David Glenn Show, weekdays at noon. Join the Carolina Hurricanes to celebrate Whalers Night on Saturday, January 11th at 7 p.m. as they honor their heritage with a clash against the L.A. Kings. The Canes will throw it back on the ice in their legendary green sweaters. For all of your Whalers Night details, visit hurricanes.com promotions and don't miss a busy January at PNC Arena. For the full schedule and to get your tickets, visit hurricanes.com slash tickets. At AT AT&T, we believe that access to affordable home internet brings you incredible opportunities. You can enjoy the power to explore a digital world of possibilities and connect with family, friends, and the things that matter most. That's why there's access from AT&T. If a member of your household is a SNAP participant, you may qualify for home internet at a discounted rate of $10 a month or less. No commitment, no deposit, no installation fee. Plus, get an in-home Wi-Fi gateway included at no extra cost. Call 1-855-220-5211 or visit att.com slash access now to learn more. SNAP refers to the Federal Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. Pricing excludes taxes and fees. Includes one terabyte of data per month. Data overage charges apply. For details about data allowance, go to att.com slash internet usage. Geographic and service restrictions apply. You hear that familiar jingle, and you get hungry. No wonder. That's because Smithfield's Chicken and Barbecue has been serving up that down-home goodness for decades. Got a lot of folks to feed? No problem. Order up a party platter to feed five or 500, including all the sides, utensils, and that signature sweet tea. Then just slide down to your local Smithfield's Chicken and Barbecue. Break away from the everyday to Smithfield's Chicken and Barbecue. 
Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Wilson and Garner wants to chime in on the idea of an outstanding college head coach making that adjustment to the NFL. You can't doubt what Matt Rule did at Temple with a quick turnaround from 2-10 and ten in his first year to 10 win seasons in his third and fourth years. You can't doubt what he did at Baylor. 1-11 in his first year, 11-3 this past year, 11-1 in the regular season before losing to quality opponents, Oklahoma in the Big 12 title game, and then Georgia in the Sugar Bowl. You can't doubt any of that. That's about as impressive as it gets for anyone who wasn't in a college football playoff over the last decade or for anyone who didn't win the national title, Dabo style, Saban style, Urban Meyer style while he was still active. Is there still a question about the jump to the next level? Of course there is. And there are more nightmares and failures than there are success stories when we look into the pages of history and see the big coaches, Spurrier, Saban, Butch Davis, Bobby Petrino, Lou Holtz, Chip Kelly, a guy named Mike Riley was really good at Oregon State back in the day, jumped to the Chargers and didn't work out very well at all. For the record, guys like Bill Walsh fit a different category. The legendary Super Bowl champion from the San Francisco 49ers did make the leap from Stanford head coach at the college level to Niners head coach and went on to one of the great dynasties in pro football history. But he had also spent about a decade as an assistant coach prior to jumping to the next level. So that, to me, is a little different category than Matt Rule. Matt Rule fits more of that Lou Holtz description, that Butch Davis description. You know, almost all, or in some cases, the entirety of their experience was in college football at the time they jumped to the NFL level. In Matt Rule's case, only a single season with the New York Giants back in 2012. Every other year, assistant coach or head coach came at the college level and that's why some folks are questioning this David Tepper hire. How can you be sure the guy who clicks with 18 to 22-year-olds will also click with the different X's and O's of the NFL, heck, the different hash marks of the NFL, and the different leadership required in the NFL? You're talking about guys in their 20s and 30s, guys with wives and families in many cases, they are two different jobs. Torrey Holt has lived the life at both of those levels. One of the greatest players in NC State history at the college level. Seven-time Pro Bowler and a Super Bowl champion with the Rams at the NFL level. We'll get into what's going on with the Holt family this Sunday. You can learn more about the big event. The playoff party is this Sunday at Reynolds Coliseum here in Raleigh. HoltBrothersFoundation.com for tickets and more information. Before we ask Tori more about that, what's the first thing you thought of, Tori, as a guy who was once the 18 to 22-year-old listening to a college coach but also experienced, I would imagine, like different dynamics? What do you think of when Matt Rule of Baylor gets the Panthers job and yet he has only one year of experience at the NFL <laughs> level? Is that a big obstacle or not as big a deal in your eyes? Well, you know what? I mean, I think Sean McVay and the job that he did with uh, with with uh, with Los Angeles transitioning into a head coaching role and not a lot of head coaching experience um, may put some folks at ease. But it's, it's a challenge whether it's your first year or not, right? I think I look at it as the fact that he's getting an opportunity to prove his worth on a uh, on a professional level, and we'll see how it goes. I think he's uh, it's, it's, um, I think he's a, he's adopting um, you know some challenges there in New York, uh, but it seems it seems to be coaches it, it's up for it. So I think he's going to have to go in and just if the culture there in, in New York needs to be uh, needs to be revived. So does he have the energy, the capacity, 
can he gain the trust of the players to believe in the message that he's bringing? Because one, like we mentioned, he doesn't have the experience. Yeah. So how does that? How can he? How can he get to that point? I think if he does that, then uh, then you'll see a change uh, in, in 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 New York. But that division, DG, is so bad. Yeah. <laughs> he, he he could he could win the division in just his first year. <laughs> Makes him if, if, if and, and, and I'm not saying that's going to happen, but a possibility. He's obviously got to make some changes with his offensive line. He's got a running back. He's got a quarterback. He's got some weapons. He has some pieces there. Uh, but it'll be a challenge for him again, whether it's his first year or, or whether he has he's had 10, 10 years. We'll see how he uh, how he adjusts. Torrey Holt is joining us. Follow him on Twitter at BigGame81. Learn more about what he and Brother Terrence are doing this weekend by visiting HoltBrothersFoundation.com, Reynolds Coliseum the venue for the seventh annual playoff party. So watch some NFL playoff games, hang out with the Holt brothers and a lot of other cool people while raising money for a great cause. When I picture you in your Wolfpack uniform, I think of coaches talking to you as if you were a young man who kind of had to listen to them, right? Whether you liked it or not, the dynamic is a little different, right? If I picture you in a Rams uniform, I'm picturing coaches talking to you as a businessman and a, you know, a father and a husband and all that. How do you describe the very different nature of Matt Rule talking to those Baylor or Temple kids versus Matt Rule talking to these Carolina Panthers players? Well, he's, he, for one, he'll be talking to, in college. Those kids don't have nowhere near the level of money that this guy has. Right. So when he goes to the pros, He's gonna be coaching guys that just making more than him. Right. Um, so, so, so again, it's an adjustment. But at the end of the day, players can see beyond the beyond the cash. Players want to get coached. Players want to feel like they're getting better every single day that they're in the building. They want to feel like they're working towards uh, championships. They want to make. They want to. They want to feel. They want to feel and be able to carry out the message that that coach uh, is, is is carrying. So. Um, besides the money, again, can he can he trigger that? And the quicker that he can do that, the better off that he's going to be. Obviously, there's going to be some it'll be some power struggles in there. I'm sure he'll probably butt heads with a couple of veterans. Um, but that's just a territorial thing. I think again, at the end of the day, if the message is good and the players feel like that they're getting better and they're working towards something, he'll be okay. Tori Holtz joining us on the David Glenn Show. Tell us about your event Sunday. I, I shared before you came on the air some of the details that a lot all your fans know, but many others might be hearing for the first time. Your mom passed away after her battle with lymphoma uh, about uh, 10 years after you and Terrence were just little boys and, and you got that f- diagnosis. Your foundation was created in large part to, to honor your mom, right? So tell us how the first six years of this went and tell us how folks can contribute to this great cause where basically you guys are helping to support other children who have a parent with cancer because they're kind of in the shoes you were once in. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, we, we, um, the, this whole brothers foundation that we support young kids with a parent or guardian that's battling cancer. Uh, we lost our mom to cancer in 1996 and we vowed to do something in honor of her name. And, uh, we worked with, uh, UNC rec, Duke, Duke Raleigh, we work with Alabama Regional where my mom was uh, was diagnosed and treated. And we have programs there called Kids Can. Kids can still achieve and accomplish anything they want though their parent or guardian is battling cancer. And we try to equip these families and these kids with education and emotional support, emotional support to help them better cope with the 
dynamics of cancer now entering the home. And for those of the listeners out there that's listening, you maybe know somebody and know somebody and know somebody. You may even be going through it yourself, and you understand how it impacts the home. Well, we try to come in and make it, make it a little more easier, DG, but also, more importantly, educate these families on them to give them the strength to carry on. And we have found, we have fundraisers every year. This year we, on Sunday, uh, we have our playoff party. Uh, we'll be watching the Kansas City Chiefs and the Houston Texans, and this is a way for us to raise awareness, but also a way for us to raise funds that go directly back into our programs. We also support a group called Camp Kesem. Camp Kesem provides week-long camps for kids with a parent that's battling cancer, and those camps are ran by college kids. We have a, uh, we have a Camp Kesem on our campus at NC State, at UNC, and at Duke. So it's an amazing thing that we're uh, – it's an amazing camp, but these fundraisers allow us to do more of that. And, and, and check this out, D.D., in 2019, we were able to, and for our listening, we were able to um, grant $30,000 in scholarship funds to those kids that Man. participated in our kids' care program that are going off to university. So we want to do more. We need the help from the public. We need the help from our listeners that's listening to the show um, to be able to reach that $50,000 mark next year to be able to grant some kids opportunities to go on, right, to fulfill their dream. No different than what you and I did, right, yeah. DG? Yeah. We're giving these kids – our goal is to give these kids an opportunity to fulfill their dreams, uh, though their parent or guardian is battling cancer. I'm still going through, like, the baby steps version of fulfilling my dreams. If you go to Reynolds <laughs> – Yeah, me too. Me too. Me too. <laughs> well, you are a humble man, but let's just say as Reynolds Coliseum is hosting the Holt Brothers Foundation 7th Annual Playoff Party this Sunday, yeah. you can actually walk by the Tory Holt version of the Walk of Fame there. I mean, that, that, that's a pretty cool thing. I don't see anything about DG in the hallways here at my particular studio, but I'm just goofing around. Hey, since the last time we talked to you – you got well. You're always giving us good news, either in a charitable sense or a business sense or a Wolfpack sense. Uh, but you're a pro football Hall of Fame finalist, man. Congratulations! Just put into words what that means to you, uh, man. It, it, it means uh, I'm super excited. Excited, man. Um, it's, it's what it's done is it's, it's. I've been able to think about all my years of playing football, all my years associated with the game, and now. Here I am as a finalist for the Pro Football Hall of Fame 2020 class. And check this out. I was on my way from the office heading home, and I, miss, I looked down, I missed a call, and there's a voicemail. Mm. Well, I missed the president of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, <laughs> Mr. Baker. I missed his call. I said, how did I miss his call? <laughs> well, he leaves, the, he leaves the voicemail. I go through the voicemail, and I'm just like, I'm, 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 just, I'm just filled up with emotion. I'm crying. I'm trying to get my stuff together because I got to – Get a message, and then I got to try to call home to my wife and my kids, and I got to call my brother and my dad. It was just, it was just unbelievable. But I'm just so thankful and humbled to be in this situation. And I think about all of my coaches, and, and, and you've heard me say this, and our listeners may have even heard heard me say this. But I, I thank all of the folks at Gibsonville Recreation Center, yeah. Shane and Roy, for taking us around and allowing us to compete. I thank all of my coaches at, at, my, at my high school at Eastern Guilford and Hargrave Military Academy, everyone at NC State, coaches and players. And then my career in the National Football League in St. Louis and with Jacksonville, all the players and coaches, they helped me get to this point. All I ever wanted to do, DG, was play football. Yeah. That's all, that's all I ever wanted to do, and I wanted to play it. Not only play it, but I wanted to be good at, good at it, and I wanted to play at a high level and help my teams and schools win and have notoriety. And, uh, and it just feels good to be now amongst the immortal, I guess, as yeah. they say, you know, amongst the elite 
uh, to have an opportunity knocking at the door in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So I'm thankful for that. I'm humbled, humbled by that, and I carry, carry it in great regard and represent the National Football League. Man, I'm shaking my head, but with a big smile on my face because I actually feel lucky that I was born when I was born. Because there are guys on my staff that know you as a businessman, as a charitable man, as a great guest on the radio. But, I mean, you're one of the best wide receivers I've ever seen in the Atlantic Coast Conference. And I got to enjoy your NFL uh, career. So, And I've gotten to know you a little bit as a person. And we've watched our daughters play soccer together. Yeah. You're just yeah. an amazing success story on and off the field, man. So congratulations on that honor. One last thing as we paint the picture for Sunday afternoon. Uh, best I remember, you've got big screen TVs everywhere for folks to enjoy those NFL yeah. games. There's a lounge area, uh, you know, cocktails and food and games and music and cheerleaders and all the rest. If you want to paint any more of that picture, go right ahead. <laughs> yeah, well, we try to bring the NFL experience to, to Raleigh. We try to bring it to, to Reynolds. Um, and, uh, and, it, and it's all of that. We have a, um, a uniform contest where we get three uniforms from NC State. And uh, we bring dopes up, and they put on it. We have a uniform challenge. We have, as you mentioned, great food. We have music. We have drinks. We have the first ladies of cheerleading and the Washington Redskins who have blessed us over the years. So it's good to have the ladies back in town. And then just great people from the construction uh, industry yeah. as well. So there's opportunities to network. There's opportunities to watch football. There's opportunities to watch cheerleaders. There's just so much happening. But the great, the, the reason why we're there is to bring awareness and attention to the foundation and to the folks that we're trying to help. And as young kids with a parent or guardian that's battling cancer, and again, we can use all of your support, whether you donate to us or whether you just yeah. spread the word or whether you just, you're just nosy and you just want to just come and see what's going on and how we get down. Come on by on Sunday. We welcome everybody. It's going to be a great time. And, uh, and we're raising money for kids with a parent that's battling cancer. Again, folks can learn more or buy tickets or donate right there at the website, HoltBrothersFoundation.com. Yes. This Sunday, Reynolds Coliseum. Uh, he's still got game, just in a different way. Follow him on Twitter at BigGame81. Thanks for the time on the David Glenn Show, and just congratulations on your continued success. Thank you very much. Oh, I, was, I, got, I had to I'd be remiss if I didn't say, guys like uh, Corin Robinson will be in the building. Oh, cool. Uh, um, uh, Isaac Bruce will be there. Uh, He's pretty good. Uh, Ron Rice, guys <laughs> that I played with and played against, will be in the building. Um, so stop by, spend some time with us, um, and hopefully we'll see you on Sunday. Thanks, DG. You got it. Take care. Tory Holt on Twitter at BigGame81, online, HoltBrothersFoundation.com. They not only raise a lot of money for great causes, they are huge in the community, in the construction world. Uh, among other ways, Terrence, his brother, Tory, both former Wolfpack stars, Tory a Pro Football Hall of Fame finalist, and deservedly so. Great guest later, E.J. Manuel, the former Florida State quarterback and NFL QB, now with the ACC Network. We'll talk college football with E.J. in about 15 minutes. Chris Spatola of ESPN will be our college basketball analyst of the day. There are four ACC teams looking really good, but that league usually... Cranks out about eight NCAA tournament participants. The Wolfpack and the Tar Heels need to get some work done moving forward. Duke, of course, is setting the pace once more. We'll talk good, bad, and ugly with Chris Spatola when he joins us in about 45 minutes. Matt Rule is in the process of being hired as the new coach of your Carolina Panthers. What do you think? What do you want to know about him? And what is your most vivid memory, good or bad, 
of a successful college head coach attempting the leap to become the NFL head coach despite little to no experience at the pro level. Matt Rule fits that description, right? Only one year as an assistant with the New York Giants. The rest of these last two decades, he's been at the college level. Two different job descriptions. Tory Holt outlined some of the differences therein. More of your answers to our questions of the day. Great guests still to come. We're glad you're with us on the David Glenn Show. I would never be so competitive, so childish, that I would actually keep track of my record as a coach in youth soccer. I mean, that would be ridiculous. So when I think about my 78 wins, two losses, and four ties, (laughs) not that I was keeping track or anything. Stay with us on the David Glenn Show. NCN Sports, I'm Josh Zach. Multiple sources are reporting that the Carolina Panthers are set to hire Baylor coach Matt Rule as the team's next head coach. Who's Matt Rule and why Matt Rule? WCNC-TV sports director Nick Carboni fills in those blanks. He's a guy that a lot of people think can make the transition to the NFL game. He's got experience in the NFL. He was an offensive line coach under Tom Coughlin with the New York Giants. He's a coach that players seem to really like and respect, but he's also somebody that commands a room, and I think that is a big part of why David Tepper was attracted to this candidate so much. The Panthers have yet to officially confirm rules higher. The injury bug continues to impact Duke's season. Wendell Moore Jr is the latest Blue Devil to miss time due to injury. Head coach Mike Krzyzewski spoke some about the injury during Monday's ACC coaches teleconference. It's the fourth metacarpal. We're on it right away. We think everything's going to be good, but he'll be out for a while. And he will not travel to uh, Georgia Tech. The school said Moore successfully underwent surgery Monday. He will be out indefinitely, but is expected to return this season. The Blue Devils taking on Georgia Tech tomorrow night. The Carolina Hurricanes are 5-5 five and five over their last 10 games, but they've won just two of their last seven, and they're currently riding a two-game skid. They're looking to stop the bleeding tonight when the Flyers limp into Raleigh. For the Flyers, tonight's game is... The last frame of a six-game road trip in which they've lost four of five, including the last three straight. Rod Brindamore commented on tonight's matchup with a team that the Carolina Hurricanes have played twice this season and lost to twice this season. To me, same old story. they got the same old guys that you always got to watch and can really you know, kill you. But I think they're much deeper now than they've been in the past and, and a lot more uh, formidable team for sure. The Hurricanes 2-2 two and two through the first four games of a seven-game homestand in Raleigh. First face-off between the Canes and Flyers at 7 tonight from PNC Arena. This is NCN Sports. No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, we'll probably stay together. Probably? <laughs> it's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, okay, don't tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Long ago, you wouldn't think of galloping on a horse while doing calligraphy. And you wouldn't have attempted to ride your bike while typing a letter. 
Yet you think you can safely operate a multi-ton vehicle while texting? Behind the wheel is no place to multitask. If you want to BRB, drive now and text later. Lives depend on it. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. You know what really gets a party started? Indoor baseball. Yeah, just find a broom or a pool cue, and you can use, like, anything as a ball. Cans, bottles, shoes. Hey, bro, toss me that avocado. Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Underage drinking and driving, the ultimate party foul. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. All right, everybody in the car, let's go. What are we going to do first when we get there, Mom? Go for a hike? Sure. What about canoeing? Can we go canoeing, too? I don't see why. How long does it take to get to the forest? It's not that far, sweetie. <sighs> are we there yet? Yep, we're here. Already? It's a short drive from your neighborhood to your naturehood. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a neighborhood park or green space near you. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the U.S. Forest Service. You're not wired to have a response to this sound. You're neutral to it. And you can hear it repeatedly without feeling anything. But when we introduce a new stimulus, save the food. We've achieved pulling a natural or inborn response from you. Save the food. Because 40% of all food in the U.S. never gets eaten. Save the food. Cook it, store it, share it. Just don't waste it. For tips and recipes, visit savethefood.com. Brought to you by NRDC and the Ad Council. Interesting detail on the Matt Rule hire from Ian Rappaport. According to his reporting, Matt Rule called the New York Giants to see if they would match the terms of David Tepper's offer from the Carolina Panthers. Either David Tepper knew this dynamic was happening or he is going to be intrigued to read about those details. Feels like an uncomfortable first step for an owner and his first first hire as a head coach. More on those details a little bit later. More of your phone calls as well. Chris Patola on College Hoops midway through our second hour. E.J. Manuel on college football on the other side. It's Tigers versus Tigers for the national title. E.J. is next. Christian Leitner, thanks for joining us. It's been less than a week since the I Hate Christian Leitner 30 for 30. The final product of the movie was absolutely awesome. I love every second of it. Maybe I'm not seeing the same thing everyone else is seeing, but I thought the movie was awesome and I loved it. Keep it here on The David Glenn Show. NCN News. I'm Mike Riley. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo said this morning that the Iranian general killed last week in a U.S. airstrike was up to no good and sarcastically responded to claims that Qasem Soleimani was on a diplomatic mission in Iraq as it had been suggested by Iran. Is there any history that would indicate that it was remotely possible that this kind gentleman, this diplomat of great order, Qasem Soleimani had traveled to Baghdad for the idea of conducting a peace mission. Charlotte city leaders learned last night new details in their new strategy meeting on crime of 2020. Mayor Pro Tem Julie Einstadt said, We have the Homicide Task Force report from 2005. We have the Criminal Justice Report from 2008. They've made all of these recommendations, and here we are again talking about the same things on a different day. 
So when's it going to change? Jury selection is underway at Harvey Weinstein's sexual assault trial in Manhattan. CBS News correspondent Matt Piper is covering that. For a prosecutor, this is Christmas morning. One of Weinstein's attorneys said those words in court at the start of the day. His argument? Potential jurors are walking in today to fill out jury questionnaires one day after Weinstein was hit with new charges out of Los Angeles, including rape. He claims since those new charges have been all over the news, his client won't get a fair and impartial trial. There has been an officer-involved shooting that's left a suspect dead near the North Carolina Zoo after a chase that began in Rowan County. Several deputies were involved, but no deputies were injured. Peak flu season is still ahead, and hospitals in the eastern part of the state are beginning to take precautions. Kara Stewart, a registered nurse at Carteret Healthcare in Moorhead City, tells WITN News. One of the biggest things would be cleaning my hands, either with soap and water or hand sanitizer. I make sure to educate the patients as well on proper hand hygiene. You're listening to NCN News.